0: You are listening to This Is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that
1: have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame today. Uh, with uh, Mr. Wes Welker, who, I mean, you played a lot of football in your day and now you're teaching kids to play as good as you did. So <laughs> excited to have you down here for people listening that don't know. Uh, Wes has a really cool foundation, which uh, I am on the board of for the first time and excited to kind of dive into that later in the episode. First of all, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about you and what gets you into football. Um, Uh, and then talk about the foundation and the impact that it's having in Oklahoma City because uh we had the seven on seven a couple of weeks ago and just seeing the kids come out for that smiling faces I mean intense competition which I absolutely love to see right uh I'm sure it's fun to see something that you've started you know kind of come to fruition but before we get into that stuff for people listening who I mean might meet you for the first time what do you tell them that you do um well I,
0: I I tell them now I'm a coach yeah. you know um and then as we get to talking usually it's like well you know and they, they're like oh, your story doesn't really add up i'm like well i played for 12 years yeah. uh in the nfl and and uh everything like that so um but yeah i, I i've always loved football uh, i grew up playing soccer mm-hmm. uh, most of my life and and uh was always chomping at the bit to to get to play football and finally um uh, in the sixth grade, a uh, couple of my buddies were on a team, and I really wanted to play. I was begging my parents and everything else. Yeah. And um, you know, back then it was like for soccer, all you need was shin guards, cleats, uh-huh. whatever. Shoot, football, you need a helmet, shoulder pads, thigh pads, pants, jersey. You know the whole the whole deal. So um, you know, my parents uh, sacrificed up and and uh, got me all that stuff and. And um, you know, started playing in sixth grade, and really didn't look back since.
1: Yeah. Well, they also kind of a little scared that the fact that like you can seriously get hurt in football. You know what?
0: Back then, uh, we didn't really, really worry about it too much. Uh, I had an older brother that was playing, and yeah. Um, so it, it was it was never really a, a big concern back then.
1: Mm-hmm. That was the one thing. I, I mean. Grew up in Wales, and rugby is like our national sport. And I took to soccer, football, and golf because I didn't want to play rugby. Because I right. think I said to my nan once, like I played one game, I'm like I'm never playing that again. Because like, right. uh and you know, people listening probably think the same thing. Rugby is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah. just football without pads, basically.
0: No, 100. <laughs> percent I think but, rugby is crazy. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Whenever I see that, like uh, it's it's, uh, it's 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 pretty intense yeah. game, but. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it's it, it's a fun game. I've enjoyed it. I I enjoy the aggressiveness of it, you know. And mm-hmm. I think in, when I was playing soccer, I'd always get called for fouls or this, or, and I'd be like, "It's so ticky tacky, you know," yeah. and it's just soft and you know. So I was I was uh, excited to get to yeah. You know, I think there's a mentality that comes with it of either you're going to be the hammer or the nail, and right. you know, it's you or the other person and You know, you got to man up and kind of deliver those blows or take those blows and whatever it is, and that's what makes it such a such a tough, interesting game.
1: Yeah. So sixth grade, from that point, then you get into it, fall in love, start running around, and I guess you you have an older brother. So you know, I'm the oldest brother. My younger brother was is five years younger than me, and he was always trying to be better and trying to chase me. Which, as a younger brother growing up, like you don't realize it, but that gives you so much more than the older brother has, right? Because yeah. like, you can see everything, and I right. want to be there. And there's so right. many stories of the younger brother being better than the older one at sport because right. they generally grew up playing at an older level right. with all the brother's mates. Yep. So you just kind of went after it and fell in love. And
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, whenever we are growing up, you know, both my parents worked. So during the summers, it was me and my brother, and then all of his friends would come over and, yeah. you know, sitting there. <laughs> Couple 911 calls, all that stuff, and playing football with all them, and and um, you know actually doing okay against them, mm-hmm. and then being so much older, and but it definitely you know they picked on me and everything else, and you know um, kind of I guess brought out some some toughness in me mm-hmm. and different things like that, and you know um, getting beat up, all those different things by them, and all yeah. that stuff, and. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it definitely probably did help me. My brother likes to take a lot more credit than what's, <laughs> sure. you know, what, what's there is like, <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff was kind of traumatizing, but, um, but at the end of the day, it, it all worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So fast forwarding then, you go to high school and you start really competing. When, when is the point where you think that, like, this has gone from just being a hobby and a sport to I could probably make a career out of this? Was there, like, a defining moment? not
0: really i mean really back then i just enjoyed playing and so it wasn't ever like i'm going to the nfl you know i just i loved the game and i just uh i loved playing it i loved practicing i loved preparing for it i loved um everything about it so um it was just about getting better um day in day out and trying to be the best version of myself and Every day I'm out there on the field, or whether I'm training or whatever I'm doing, is just trying to be the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And and I think over time, um, day in day out, of taking that mentality, for even from a very young age, um, you know, and, and developing those good habits, um, you know, I think I was able. To really kind of surpass people Mm -hmm. and and really kind of dial in the game the way i needed to play it
1: yeah you think that's so different now to the kids grow up who kids who are in high school now they're already thinking not even thinking college they're thinking i'm going to be in the nfl and they're they're trying to think trying to get there but they're not breaking it down to what you just said they're not breaking it down to the daily task of improving they're you know four years ahead of themselves a
0: hundred percent no i mean um i think there's a lot of you know and it's not their fault they're all young kids and they don't necessarily understand the fact that um everybody's telling them how great they are and this and that and yeah that's great but you're still very young Mm -hmm. and you don't know and you don't know what you don't know and so they think they're going to the league when they're you know 12 13 and it's like maybe like, the odds of that are very, very slim. And so where they start doing, they they stop working as hard because, like, no, I'm going to make it. I'm good. And it's like, no, you're not. But you don't know that you're not. And so it's like getting through these, you know, thick-headed kids. That, you know, it, there's a lot of work that's involved. There's so much that they don't know that they don't understand about the game and and all those different things. And, and um, you know, and those guys... Uh, they they become hard to coach. They become hard to, hard to deal with because they are talented, but they don't necessarily want to do it the right way. And eventually, it catches up with them. Yeah. And um, you know, there's there's very very few just freaks out there that you know can can right. get away with that. Um, but you, you definitely do see it, and especially all the NIL deals in college and all those different things. It's a different world. Um, it's nuts, not it? Uh, it really is, um, you know, so it's it, it's interesting. Um, I, I think they find out when they get to the pros very, very quickly that, mm-hmm. oh, wait, this is different. Like, I, I need to be on my stuff. I need to, uh, oh, they're only keeping this many guys in the room, and there's... You know, double that right now, and uh, and you try to remind them of that, and try to sit there and talk to them, and talk sense into them, and understand like there's a long ways to go still. And as you start to talk with them, they start to realize, you know, that that they're not where they need to be, and they have a lot of catching up to do because of bad habits that they formed earlier on, Mm -hmm. thinking that they were they were good to go.
1: Thinking they were superstars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the tough part about the world we live living now, isn't it? It's like um, instant gratification, I'm going to make it, it'll be fine. And then, you know, like I said, they're not taking the day-to-day to plan it, but they're also not thinking about what happens if it doesn't work out. You know, sadly, they end up going to work at some place they didn't want to work out or they don't get a scholarship, whatever it is. Like is. They, they're just like, oh, I'm going to make it. I don't need grades or school or whatever it is. A hundred percent.
0: Oh, you 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 do. You see it uh, quite a bit. That um, j- just the, the mentality, and all of a sudden the opportunity's gone, mm-hmm. and now they're looking to point fingers at other people, and it, yeah. it just and to me it, it kind of happens at a younger age where they kind of um, start this cycle, and and then all of a sudden it sneaks up on them. And mm-hmm. It's over, and they're like, "What?" But but I was this. I was that. I was yeah but (laughs) we tried to talk to you and you didn't want to listen and this is what it is so um it's um it's frustrating at times but the guys that get it it's very very rewarding Mm
1: -hmm. yeah there's the then there's a bond there right like i I can see a bit of myself in the kid or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and like I get it because I did, you know, put in my hours and did my time. Uh, going back to, so you went to Heritage Hall High School, and then you guys won. Did you win state that one of the years you were we there? We
0: did. We did. My right. junior year we won. Yeah. yeah.
1: How was that experience?
0: It was awesome. It was, uh, it was such, a, such a cool year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Heritage Hall wasn't known for football or sports in general. Back then, yeah. it was just, um, you know, a really good uh, educational private school here in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. And, um, you know, it was, I think that my junior year, we probably had 20-something guys come out for the team. Um, so it, it was just, it was really cool to see the development of all those guys. And, and then the next year, how many guys ended up coming out for football, mm-hmm. you know, and... and what's kind of transpired there, Heritage Hall and all the state championships they've won now right. and how the pro- programs and the sports and everything has grown and, and um, you know, the, the basketball team, ten, tennis right. has always been great and all that, but, um, you know, just how it's uh, kind of taken them to another level on mm-hmm. different things, it, it was really cool. And, and, then, and then the guys that we had on that team and
1: yeah.
0: um, just to, it's just fun when you get a group of guys that are a team, Right. and able to play together and, and um, you know, you trust one another and all those different things. And yeah. it doesn't happen as often as you think. And, and so when it does happen, you definitely cherish those times.
1: Yeah, it makes it, it looks effortless, right? When you yeah. get a team that clicks like that in a locker room that generally gets everybody in your role, you know, on the same pattern or whatever it is, like it's, it makes it look really easy.
0: It, it does. It does. Even though there was so much hard work that went into it, yeah. Nobody um, sees that though, do they? Yeah. 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 So it's 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 definitely uh, a, a very uh, gratifying thing when whenever it does kind of click and yeah. come together like that, and um, you know, so I I always tell people like it's just more about the person than than any ability, yes, and talent and all those different things, but um, you know, the person committing and and going all in and you know playing for the guy next to you and all those different things that are hard to get guys to buy into um, right. but it's because there's so much individual type deals yeah. out there instagram twitter this that or whatever and me 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 this yeah. you know and it's it's becoming a harder and harder thing to do because everybody wants endorsement deals everybody right. wants this everybody wants that and they want all the accolades and everything yeah. and it's um but um, it's, it's, uh, it's very, very cool when it does all
1: yeah. come together. What, so you win state championship. What happens? Like, Do you have offers from universities at that point? I know you're in your junior year. But are people like, coming to you? And is that a reality that, like, oh, like I, I could be playing college ball now? And, and then you've got to think, where do I go? Where would I like to play? Were you an OU fan, OSU fan? Like, what was that time like?
0: yeah no i i remember like after my junior year i think it was um as far as like players in the state or whatever i was number two yeah. you know after my junior year i think west sims was number one and i was two and uh, as far as guys going to college and you know going to be big time players or whatever and so um you know i thought that was a pretty cool deal and all that and then um you know i, I went to some camps that summer and you know, ran the 40, and I was a 4-6 guy. Always been a 4-6 guy, and and um, and so nobody offered me. You know, being 5-9 and um, small white guy runs 4-6. Like, eh, you know, like good high school player, but yeah. you know, is he really going to be able to transfer that uh, onto the college level? And and so um, you know, went through that whole process and. And and thinking that I was going to be highly recruited then really wasn't. And so – but I was a huge OU fan uh, all growing up. I mean, if you're growing up in the 80s, um, you know, and watching 85, 86 Oklahoma Sooners and all the players they had. And, you know, I was Brian Bosworth for Halloween and, you know, all that stuff and, um, you know, but – uh, you know, just had a had a different path there um, once it kind of came for signing day. Yeah. So
1: you eventually went to Texas Tech? I did, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been down there for a couple of games, and it is a place to go. Yeah. There's nothing else down right. there, obviously. But, like, if you are there, mm-hmm. it is a fun to go to. Uh, just being in that stadium, that bowl effect, like, it's just – I know. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, it's a
0: really electric place. It, yeah. it really is. Like as far as games, especially night games and stuff, and um, you know, our, our fans and and student section are yeah. are pretty rowdy, especially night games. You know, you give West Texas boys you know a, a long time to start drinking and getting yeah. ready for the game and everything. It, gets right. pretty uh pretty fun, pretty hostile, all that stuff. And yeah. and uh, but I I really enjoyed my time there, at Texas Tech and. Um, you know, even if I could have chosen a place, you know, I don't think I could have picked a place better than, yeah. than Tex Tech. And so, um, you know, made a lot of great fr- uh, uh, friendships there and, and so many great people along the way. And, and um, you know, it's, it was really cool to be a yeah. part of.
1: With a quick Google search, I found some stats. And what was it 3,628 yards total? for four years I think is what it says on Google yeah. we'll go with that Yeah, no, but it, it's, look, they, they know better than I do it, it looks like kind of junior senior year you kind of in the 1200s both of them um, so obviously you kind of found a little bit of confidence had a little bit of you know you come in as yeah. a freshman and, and a sophomore but towards the end of your college career obviously the numbers speak for themselves yeah. what to that point, what was like the mind switch of that? Was it just, you've just played more games or was it like, I've got a chip on my shoulder, I can do something here. Like, this is my time.
0: Um, you know, I, I think it goes back to what we kind of talked about earlier of, you know, just daily getting better, you know, and um, learning the system and learning how to play football, going, practicing mm-hmm. um, and practicing at a very... I won't say high level, but like I was practicing as hard as I could and treating every day like game day and all those different things. And I think, you know, over time you you get better. Right. And you know, you you uh, train harder. You mm-hmm. you know, you add good habits to your routine and and um, when you're doing that day after day after day, yeah. you can't help but just get better at it. And um, and deliberately practicing that way um, every single day, whether it's workouts or practice right. or whatever it is, and and when you do that with a deliberate mindset, um, you have there's only one way to go, and right. that's that's to get better. Yeah. And so um, by the time I started getting to my junior senior year, I think all those reps of over and over started and over again, themselves. they they yeah it started start showing.
1: Yeah. Do you think, I mean, well, not do you think, but were you, because of kind of like, you know, like you said, you, were, you know, five, nine, ran a four, six, you know, that on paper you wouldn't look like somebody that somebody would want to recruit. But then were you kind of just like, if I can do this and show them in my act with my stats and with my playing, they are going to believe like you clearly didn't want to give up like football, like you said, it was your love. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't really know. Yeah. At the time. Just loved it so much. Like, I just I to loved it. This as long as I, I knew I could play. Yeah.
0: But there's always doubt. Sure. There's always like, maybe I can't. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I've never played at that level. And all these people who seem to be, um, you know, pros at what they do yeah. or whatever they are, their head coaches or mm-hmm. coaches in the college or whatever they are um scout whatever yeah like all right obviously they're they do this for a living so they should be right but i i don't know i i i try not to think about it. there definitely was doubt but i it wasn't like i i, I didn't think i could do it sure It was just, you know, the fact of, like, I I don't know, but I'd I'd love to give it a shot. Yeah. You know, I'd love to sit there and go against somebody that they perceive as whatever. Yeah. You know, a freak or whatever they, you know, whatever they deem um, a better football player. Right. You know, and um, I think given those opportunities, and then let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. Did you always kind of, in college, enjoy coming back to Oklahoma being like, I'm, I'm going to show you guys what what you're missing out on and you're coming back <laughs> here and like you know I mean as a player like I I just yeah. love that competitive side and, and coming yeah. back to a state that you know you grew up in and, and being a fan of and I'm yeah. coming back and I'm like I'm playing now which is I don't know that's kind of special but no it was is like? it definitely
0: was I mean no there was definitely some some bigger meaning to it and, and especially games where you played Oklahoma Oklahoma State and different things like that and um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I didn't, I don't know, I wouldn't say it was like a huge chip or anything. It was just, I don't know, it was the next game. And it was next, But it, it was important to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I also wouldn't say it was the end all be all or anything. Like,
1: it wasn't going to define you if you didn't. Right. Yeah, right. makes sense. Yeah. Is there anyone you played against that didn't make it, that you just like, oh, I wish this guy would have put some more effort in because he was outrageously good?
0: Oh man, shoot! Uh, I mean, uh, I hate to say anybody like well, it, it you might, know, yeah. but
1: it might not have been a play because of they didn't put in the effort, but guys that just didn't get the opportunity to show off who they were.
0: Yeah, I think there. I think there's plenty. I think there's plenty of kids out here, out yeah. there, you know, and I I think that was a big part of of starting the foundation, mm-hmm. um, just because of. You know, there were so many great – I mean, you go to a seven-on-seven deal that we do and just how many great athletes yeah. are out there. And, it, and then just having the opportunity and the resources mm-hmm. to be able to showcase their talents. And um, I think a lot of kids get, you know, whatever it is, whether yeah. it's, you know, getting caught up in – gang stuff or, family, you know, whatever, or, dr- yeah. you know, drugs, yeah. our family, this, th- whatever it is, um, you know, me not being able to get a ride, yeah. you know, whatever it is to, um, you know, not really realize their full potential yeah. and, and what they can be. And so um, I, I think there were, there were so many guys um, like that growing up Yeah. That, you know, I, I think I don't know what their dreams were. I don't know what they sure. you know, what they were, uh, you know, kind of thinking for themselves or anything else. I just knew they were they were very very talented, but yeah. there was something missing, you know, as far as whatever it was, and it could have been them just personally, you know, right. uh, and not wanting to go for it, yeah. you know. So some people are just that way where it's that seems really hard. Yeah. And it is, you know, but it's yeah. worth it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Tell tell me about kind of like the year of like, you know, kind of you're coming towards you at the end of your senior year and, and like the possibility of going and playing in the league. Like, what is that feeling like? You know, do you get invited to the combine? Like kind of what is that period like? And if, if that doesn't go to plan, do you have a backup plan at that point?
0: Yeah, um, well, I mean, back then, you know, it's funny. I go to the combine now and there's like, you know, guys shorter than me, you know, that are, that are at the combine, you know? And so I just sit there and I'm like, okay, well, you know, and I got Things always, a you know, bit. the guys are always like, Oh, what do you think of this guy? And it's like this white slot receiver and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I just have a hard time drafting that guy. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm like, uh, I mean, as a free agent, yeah, I like him, you know, just cause that's what I was. And so, and I was, Taken in the spot where probably I should have been taken, you know. Um, and you know, looking back, is that the case? No. But really looking at the the skill set and and all those different things, and you know, the I ran a four six and all those different things. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't draft me either, you know. Um, but it, you know, it's 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 that's where the part about the yeah. the background of the person and what he's about and you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's more than just what's on the spend. sheet, isn't it? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It, it's actually a bigger part to me. Yeah.
1: Do you think that to that point, then do you think the combine is like a bit overrated? Um, because they kind of misses yes out. Yes
0: and no. Um, I think there are certain aspects to the combine that are are, are worth noting mm-hmm. and everything. And I think you're always trying to look at, um, you know, how good of an athlete they are and um but i i like to combine just being able to talk to him yeah and seeing like all right do i want to coach this guy do i want this guy in the room right is he going to be good for us or is he going to let us down like yeah. what type of feel am i getting from him does he feel like he knows it all or is yeah. this guy eager to learn and eager to go out there and play ball does he love ball does he mm-hmm. you know all these different kind of little things and I would say there's an exact science to it. It's just kind of right. getting a feel for the person.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're kind about. of using the combine as an excuse to get these guys in the room, so like you said, right. you can take a deeper look at them and figure out are they a human being? that, Like I said, I want to spend time with, or do they think they walk on clouds and yeah. they're going to be the best in the world yeah. and they're clueless?
0: And if I press buttons on them, yeah. then do they get all emotional and kind right. of like, uh, like I don't want that guy. Yeah, you know, or are they like oh, yes or no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, yeah, tell me more. Yeah. Like, uh, like okay, well, I also think you can do it, and then right. you're like, okay, this guy gets
1: it. Have you watched the new Adam Sandler Hustle movie yet? I haven't yet. I watched it last night, and that's yeah. exactly, you, when you watch it, you'll think exactly the same thing as what you just said. Is because in that movie, he goes to a draft or goes to a game, whatever. And they push his buttons, and he freaks out. Right. Um, or the player. I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's a movie, so he comes back right. around full circle. But that's you're right. It's just a, you know getting them there and you know trying to test them to a point that they you know it's not like you're not going to have any any smack talking in the you know in the NFL, right. is it like it's not going to be all cotton wool and and roses like you're going to get hit and you're going to get told you know welcome to the league and you're going to get put in your ass but it's how you bounce back from
0: that absolutely So that's interesting no. no it's all about the response yeah and how you come back from it
1: yeah so what was that moment like then when you do get the call that you're like hey we want to take a chance at you want we want we you you know you're not going to be going into coaching or business or whatever you want you know the backup plan was you're actually going to be playing
0: yeah yeah so after the draft was over i started getting calls from different teams Mm -hmm. and and um you know finally ended up settling on uh san diego yeah um to be a free agent there and and um no i was excited just to have an opportunity and um you know the my outlook on it was all right i know it's a long shot and everything else Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna do everything i can possibly do to put myself in the best situation possible and if it works out it works out and if it doesn't at least like i knew i i gave my all and, and i can go home with my head held up high
1: yeah what was that first locker room moment like you walk in and you're like i mean to me the first time i met derek anderson for example like, this guy's massive, yeah. and he's the one throwing the ball. I can't imagine right. what the guys look like who are actually on the, on right. the line look like.
0: Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. no, it's it's definitely kind of like uh, you're a little bit – I wouldn't say awestruck or anything like that, but you're you're a little bit intimidated because you, you really don't know what to expect. You don't know yeah. what's really going to happen. And, you know, back then, um, you know, the way Marty Schottenheimer did it there is – He basically had the vets practice, like, right as we got, you know, the drafted guys and undrafted. We get there the next week, and Mm -hmm. all the veterans are there, and they're practicing. And you just see how fast everything's moving. Yeah. And you're not really – you don't have many reps or anything like that, so you're kind of, like, watching and stuff, and you're kind of sitting there like, oh, wow. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is like – This is happening very, very quickly, and the play calls are like that. And you gotta get lined up, and you gotta know what to do, and you gotta execute your assignment, and do all these things. And you're like, "Damn, okay, like it is. It's 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 kind of intimidating at at first, and you start looking at playbooks and all these different things, and you're like." damn uh, you're you're a little overwhelmed and all these different things things are happening very fast and putting in more plays and you're having to keep up and still stay track of the plays they put in four days ago and you know so there there's definitely a, a a lot going on um which is, you know, the life of a rookie. It's just, right. it's very, very difficult because it is a huge culture shock for him.
1: Yeah. Back to what you said earlier about treating every day and practicing as hard as you can and treating it like a game day. That must have excited you to see that speed and that kind of like, I guess, ferocious or ferocity that, that you guys were practicing at at the time.
0: Yeah. I. I mean, you you get to see what a, what professionals look like yeah you know and and you know in college like yeah there's good players and everything but now it's like the top of the top of Mm -hmm. those college players all blended together and they're all competing for jobs yeah and um it's it's it it is a cutthroat type of business and everybody's competing against each other and it's either you or the other guy getting a plus or minus every single play and you know are you doing your job correctly and all these different things and coaches are on you and all this stuff and, you know, your, your head's kind of uh, swirling there for a while and, yeah. and um, you know, just continue to work and grind at it. And, and um, you know, eventually you, you start to you start to get there.
1: Mm-hmm. After San Diego, what, what happened, like, what's kind of, are you there for a long time, where do you go after that? I mean, what what's kind of, where you get so, your feet wet and you get settled in?
0: Yep. Yeah, so to feel I, like you belong. I went in uh, to San Diego um, last on the depth chart um, mm-hmm. going to the preseason games. Uh, we had four preseason games back then and um, ended up uh, returning a punt for a touchdown, caught a touchdown pass, um, you know, made some big punt returns and um, covering kicks and making tackles and, mm-hmm. you know, doing – all these different things uh, to give myself a chance and, and end up making the team uh, week one and then um, return kicks week one for the Chargers. And then um, the next week they wanted to be, to be on practice squad there and I felt like I had earned a spot on the team just yeah. by the way I'd been performing. And um, so anyways, I was like, well, it's time for me to move on. I need to get somewhere where... I'm I get, valued. Yeah, yeah. and getting an, more of an opportunity. Sure. And, um, anyways, that's why I ended up signing with Miami um, I was going to be on their practice squad. Yeah. And then um, their returner had a bad game and fumbled a few times, and I'm brought up the next week. And, you know, then I'm, yeah. I'm returning kicks and punts and covering kicks and all those different things uh, my rookie yeah. year.
1: A lot of self-confidence at that point, right? Because a lot of guys might have been like, oh, yeah, I'll just go back to practice squad and kind of just yes or no, sir, don't want to step on any toes as a rookie. But you're like, no, I believe in myself. I should be where I am. Like, I'm, I'm going to yeah. leave. I'm going to go somewhere else and go for it. It takes a lot of balls. Yeah,
0: yeah I think so. I think, I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of hard-headed that way. Yeah. You know, if I feel like I earned something, I want to be acknowledged that I've earned it. Yeah. And, and. I felt like there was other guys there that didn't necessarily earn it, and that happens a lot in the NFL. And right. It was not, it's nothing, like, personal. It's more, it's just the fact that I deserved it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: I felt that, and when I'm feeling that, I don't really care about the other, you know? Yeah, It's, that makes it's sense. just, yeah. like, no, it's just, I don't know, I guess I'm more of a realist that way, and it's like, this is what it is. And yeah. either you all want it or you don't. Okay, you don't. That's fine. I'm yeah. gone.
1: I'm g- <laughs> <laughs> it does take a lot of self-belief to do that, though, yeah. right? And and even back to what you said earlier about, like, yeah, we have doubts and stuff. But at that time, you had zero doubts. So you're like, I've I i I've earned it. I've clearly shown it. Like, I should be playing. And, and I'm going to go somewhere where I'm playing, which, I mean, obviously it worked out. It, so. Yeah.
0: No, it did. It did. I mean, luckily. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of... You know, I, I didn't really have to think about that one.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that, that one was pretty cut and dry for me. Um, there's obviously a lot of situations where you sit there like, was that right? Was it, you know, yeah. and it's like, was I acting too emotional? Was I, you know, um, you know, but you, you try to make the best decision possible for right. yourself, your family, and your career, and everything else, and, yeah. and you just keep it moving.
1: Yeah. So at some point you end up going to the Patriots, which most people have probably talk to you about because obviously you played with Brady and Belichick and the whole, you know, royalty that they are in football that I see from being mm-hmm. someone who doesn't follow football. Right. One thing that a friend of me texted me today said, "Why why is it that nobody talks about Belichick? Like he's got like this kind of Lords over everybody that no one talks crap about him at all. You can't find anything about him. What was it like when you got that call and you go up there and you just like you see this man who's never smiles. He's the grumpiest person in the world, but (laughs) obviously he's very good at what he does.
0: Yeah, no, I was excited about the opportunity. Um, You know, i I had been watching them. Um, They had Troy Brown up there, who's you know a legend slot receiver. you know, and outside, I mean, just a really good player. Um, and so uh, I knew I was kind of kind of take on that role mm-hmm. uh, of what he was doing. And they're using a lot of three wide receiver sets so I could, you know, really kind of flourish in, in the slot there. And I, I think the vision of, of Belichick and everything to kind of understand and see that, yeah. you know, we don't just have three receivers on the field just for third down. You can do first and second down. And you look at the league now, and that's pretty much 90% of the league now is, mm-hmm. is is you know, has three wide receiver sets out there. Um, and then you, now you're seeing it trend a little bit. Back to the other sure. way because defenses are going against that every single day. Well, they're not going against a fullback in the backfield, and that mm-hmm. changes a lot of things for the linebackers and the defenses. And so it's it gives them a lot more to prepare for. And um, but it's it's just interesting how the game evolves one way or another, just right. kind of depending on personnels and um, different things like that.
1: Yeah. Would you so would you say that like? being at the Patriots was the most fun you had while you were in the NFL
0: I think when I first got there in 07 yeah. you know it was it, I mean the team we had was just it, I mean I'll, I'll say to this day like that's best football team that's ever taken the field and I know we went 18-1 and and didn't win at all but I mean, you just look at the roster now, looking back, and it's just—it's pretty incredible—the the type of guys that we had, not only talented guys, but like yeah. ten-plus year guys on that team, all over the place, and um, you know, Hall of Famers and Patriots Hall of Famers, and you know, all it just some some really, really good. Players not only talent wise, but yeah. they were pros, and yeah. they were on their stuff, and we played together, and it was um, it was really cool to be around that, and right. some of my best friends, you know, from from that year, um, yeah. just you know, because of what we went through and the mindset we all had
1: kind of back to the Heritage Hall state-winning team, right? Yeah. Kind of the same mentality, just on a different, totally different yeah, level. Yeah, just a way more talented team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just that the yeah. same chemistry, right? Of right, like, yeah. You know, yeah. we just got, no, you got your boys around you. Absolutely. you? Like you it's, uh, absolutely. It's fun to have that, and I've kind of had a little bit of that in golf, but being a personal you know, individual sport, that's one thing I miss from golf is that we don't have like mega team sports like that. Right. Um, but you said something there about the Hall of Fame. You had that call yet? Do you ever think you'll be in the Hall of Fame? You ever thought about it? Um, I
0: don't think so. No? I think there's too many guys with really a lot better numbers than what I had. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if it happened, great. But I, I just think there's so many other guys that are, that are more deserving that um, haven't gotten the call yet. And, and um, you know, so – but I'm, I'm good, yeah. you know. I mean, if it happened, yeah, that'd be cool and everything. But yeah. um, I'm also very happy with, you know, with the career that I had and, and uh, what I was able to accomplish and, mm-hmm. and all those different things.
1: Yeah. How does it, um, when you're playing, do you think that, like, you're, you know, when, while you're playing and, and you're coming towards the end of your career, do you think that, like, you know, I think I'll, I'll try coaching. I kind of enjoy that. What leads you to wanting to, to give back to the people, to give back to the kids who are coming up, whether it's through the foundation or, or like, coaching at a professional level? Like, what, why was, the, what was that decision?
0: Yeah, well, I, I took a year off um, from football, and I think that was the best thing that I did. Yeah. Um, it was really hard, um, and, and going through that year, um, I looked into broadcasting and different things. I was like, no, this uh, not like, <laughs> I, I can't. No, this ain't, this
1: ain't my deal. Although Brady's yeah. broadcasting deal recently is. Very, very enticing. Well, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they if they sat there and came out and offered me that, I'd be like, dollars. oh yeah, oh no, this is yeah, I'll do the numbers that. No, that good at the yeah. time. no, 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 no. No, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna start like way at the bottom and have to you know build Probably myself on the road up and more, everything. Right? And be
1: on the road more. Yeah, and that.
0: I just. I don't know. The, the one thing that got me is, I, I think I was at the NFL Network, and they were like, yeah, John Madden, we think he's about to pass away, and so we're going to do a tribute to him. Yeah. And I'm like, but he's not dead. <laughs>
1: He's not dead yet.
0: And he ended up living. Like, he just passed away. Like, this is like, you know, six, seven years ago. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is, weird. And we're all like talking about our favorite Madden stories about, like, he's
1: like in the room. You know, yeah.
0: And I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah. And I was just like, I don't feel confident. Like,
1: this is, this is not my,
0: world. yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah. This is, this is fake. This is a fraud deal. This is like, I'm, I'm not about this. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm good. And and, um, but I think with that year away, you know, being away from the game, I was living in Miami at the time or Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. and um, Adam Gates had the co- taking the coaching job there. So I would go up there and kind of, like, help out and sure. kind of, like, get a feel for it and and everything like that. And, um, you know, still wanted to play, um, you know, I think deep down and stuff. But after a year, nobody calling and all those different things, I... You know, I, I actually uh, went to a Houston Texans game. A um, couple of my good friends, Mike Brabel and, and Larry Izzo, were coaching there. And um, so I went down to hang out and see them. And, and Bill Bryan was the head coach. And um, I'd kind of mentioned to Mike and Larry that, you know, I'd like to, you know, think about getting into coaching. And they told Bill and, and uh, Billy. You know, I talked to him, and he was like, let's talk after the season, and ended up, uh, you know, getting on with Houston, uh, you know, basically being an offensive assistant uh, for two years there. And, yeah. And um, did that deal, and that was a grind. And, um, you know, you, you kind of sit there and you're like, okay, this is what I want to do, but it's almost like a rite of passage to get to coach because you're doing all the legwork stuff. And I'm just like putting, starting again, right? putting, you're, the pay, you're yeah. starting all over yeah. again, going from being a franchise player to, yeah. you know, putting copies in a notebook Yeah. and about 60 notebooks. And you're just in there organizing it all on, you know, And you're just like, what am I doing?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, um, but I'm glad I did it and I'm, I'm glad I kind of got through that process and. And then to where I was able to, I I was just like, I just team my own room. I just want to coach my own room, and and um, you know, got the opportunity in in San Francisco for these past three years, and and
1: um, had a pretty good run with them, right? Like
0: yeah, it was really good. Yeah, really good. Um, Got to go to the Super Bowl. You know, that first year. Yeah, Um, we drafted Debo Samuel there in the second round, which was, um, you know, awesome. Um, Next year, we got Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings. Um, And then this past year, those three, you know, really propelled us, you know, to the NFC Championship game. And we're, you know, player two away from going to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. It must be fun to look back and kind of see what you mentioned earlier of, like, how the styles have changed and kind of, like... You know, uh, you coming in and, and one of the other names that were thrown out was Heinz Ward as well, like the kind mm-hmm. of players that you were and just like the, at the time there really wasn't much. And you right. guys have kind of created that sort of position and well, made more people aware that this is possible. Right. And then now, like you said, they're going back to having less receivers lined up. And, and I mean, that of the years that you've been in, it's fun to kind of see how the game's evolving. And now as a coach, be like, I've seen everything. Right. How do we throw out some things that no one's going to see? Yeah but also you have to learn everything because the other coaches are going to be thinking the same thing as well. So thats it's more fascinating in the role you're in now compared to as a player.
0: It, it is. It is. And, and you start to realize, like, shoot, if there's anything else that you could possibly do, any plays that you could possibly do on a football field, I feel like they've been done already. Yeah. Like, it, it's pretty much at its max. And that's the cool thing about coaching now is – everything's already out there mm-hmm. there's no real new plays you're gonna do there may be different ways of looking at it and all those different things yeah. and it's like who who can be technically the best right and and really dial in exactly how you need to do each route against every coverage and really yeah. be able to dwindle it down and dial it into um where it becomes art
1: yeah because that's what it is, isn't it? It's like when you execute everything perfectly, it is an art form. Like you could watch it play by play back on the TV in the f- film room after and be like, I mean, that's exactly how we thought about it. Like 100%. everybody to the step is running exactly where they need to be.
0: 100%. And that's that's really what coaching to me like is, is saving those clips. Mm-hmm. And then also saving the clips that guys screw up. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this is what you're going to want to do. Don't do it. Right. All right. Look here. Watch it. it I'm telling you. It's going to happen. Don't do it. All right. This is the way you have to do it. Yeah. And if you attack it this way, da, 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 whatever it is, you know, then then it's like, OK, well, he told me what not to do very, very clearly. So whenever they do yeah. what I told them not to, <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, we just went. <laughs> over the like then I can lose my mind a little bit right you know and then then it and then it's like oh yeah, you know when you're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, know.
1: no more no, times. Like yeah. I told you once, like you oh, trust figured me. this out. <laughs> I
0: find myself in coaching is just like I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over. Which and is over crazy
1: because you're at the elite level, right? Like I know. You, you you think I shouldn't be? In, I shouldn't have to do this, right? Like I shouldn't. You know, it's like I'm going back to high school and I'm telling these kids, like, but at the same time, you know, it's it, it, people are people, right? That's like where it, it comes you know, down be, to the person. Yeah
0: that's that's where it's like do they get it are they locked in are they is it everything is it you know all these different things
1: with with the coaching thing then is it the just like one day you know i want you want to be at the top of the tree you want to run a team whether it's nfl or college like that is the end goal
0: absolutely yeah absolutely no I, i i would love to um you know i think with my experiences and the people i've been around and you know uh being the practice squad guy to being the franchise player. I've been all, at one point or another, I've been one through 53. Sure. um, Wherever I fell on that roster or whatever, Um, you know, so I kind of know what every player's going through. I know where their mindset is. Um, You know, I've been through contracts, been through injuries, been, you know, you pretty much name it, I've probably gone through it um, been benched, been um, you know uh, elevated yeah. been the, you know so all the ups and downs that come with the NFL and understanding each player and where they're at in their career and yeah. um, you know trying to maximize their potential or or seeing things that, you know, maybe I went through and kind of getting a feel I, I, I know what he's thinking mm-hmm. and, and being able to talk him, talk to him and, yeah. you know, kind of lead him down the right path. And all those different things are um, to me kind of invaluable to to be able to have those those type of experiences where you can go back on your career and be right. like, this is what happened to me. All right. This is how I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. This is da-da-da-da. this is what I did to get myself ready for whatever it is you know you've kind of been there you know what it is yeah you can relate it's all relation and it's all about relationships yeah
1: is that something that's like close to happening Have you had offers or is it just like whenever it happens i'll make it happen
0: you know it's the same thing as playing yeah so it's it's literally day by day so i'm just trying to be the best wide receiver coach i can possibly be and prepare my guys the best they can you know best i can and and then whatever they do out there on Sunday, like, all right, we learn from it, we move on, and then we continue to get better sure. and better, and I'm getting better. Yeah. And, and um, you know, going through more experiences and how to deal with different situations and, yeah. and uh, all those things to, you know, hopefully uh, prepare me. Uh, when the opportunity comes
1: right is there any guys that you've had like on any of your teams that have come from Heritage Hall I mean there's guys in the league that have come from Heritage Hall but there is there anyone yet that's like you've that's you know you've known since they're in high school that have now made it through college and come onto the league that you have a really cool relationship with
0: Um, from Heritage
1: yeah now I mean I kind
0: of know Sterling Mm -hmm. uh, Shepard I wouldn't say like we're like really sure. close or anything like that, but you haven't coached you know, any
1: of them like from
0: no, not game. not from heritage or anything. Mm-hmm. I had some guys that I played with that yeah. I ended up coaching: uh, Demarius Thomas, um, Emmanuel Sanders, um, some guys that later in my career were kind of in their prime um, that I ended up coaching, and and uh, that was a cool experience. Yeah, because um, they know me and they know how I am, and you know, it was it was it was fun to be around. Yeah.
1: Anyone when you were playing that, like, when you lined up against, you knew you had their number, and you could just think, I love playing against this guy because I know I'm a little quicker than him and I could have some fun and throw him some dummies, and he's just, I own this person? Uh, or even just a game that you were just like, this guy's got no chance.
0: Uh, tell you the truth, I felt that way a lot. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, I don't I know. I,
0: I, I, I hate to say it, but I I, I did. Yeah. I, I just, I, I had... I had a lot of confidence in myself, and just from what I was able to do through practice. Um, yeah, you know, Belichick was very hard on us, and praying he'd tell the DBs hold him. Like I don't care, hold him. They're gonna hold him in the game.
1: Like yeah. we're not calling anything. They're on not calling anything. You so you like, yeah.
0: he, and it, it made me like really like I had to kill people at the line of scrimmage and run precise routes and get that separation and because i knew like if i didn't like i was gonna get held yeah and so (laughs) it but it made the game so much easier so once i get to a guy like he first off he can't hold now right and i'm gonna kill him anyway like so it it it, it did prepare me for for those situations once once game it's such an
1: interesting and simple way to look at practice right like we're gonna practice harder than we should be playing in the game because it makes the game so much easier Hundred I mean, percent. Why don't people do this all the time? <laughs> right? It's
0: it's. It, I mean, it, it, there's there's so many ways. When you deliberately do something to your max level, yeah. you can't help but get better. And now it prepares you for the the real test. Mm-hmm. And you make it as hard as possible. And and that way, once once the real test comes, it 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 should be easy. Yeah. Um. But it has to be hard at some point
1: mm-hmm.
0: and as long as you're you're making it hard for yourself then you yeah. you're, you're going to be able to have success but it's a very hard thing to get guys to understand because right. they don't want it to be hard
1: yeah yeah, of course. I mean, nobody wants it to be hard, right? They, and, and they also, like I said, they have confidence and they think, regardless if it's hard or not, they want you know it's easy and 100%. it's tough for people to say you know this is this is only practice, but it's not only practice. It's More than that, right? Um, people showing up like oh and take it easy, today. we're just practicing, right? Well, it probably won't last very long.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. No, you see, the guys that have a lot of success are the guys that you know go out there and, and practice the right way, yeah, and and those are the, those are the guys that go on to, to have really good careers yeah.
1: so you obviously were around belichick for plenty of years and got to learn from him one of the questions and you'll know who sent this question after i tell you is <laughs> that wanting to compare belichick's coaching style to andy bogut's coaching style because <laughs> um, andy's obviously a local legend oh absolutely Very accomplished absolutely um may have been extremely successful in the NFL if he had his chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know. Andy was always really sharp, man. He really was. Um, I I think both of them did a great job preparing their teams, um, you know, for what they were going to see and what we were going to go against. Um, I think the preparation was, was the key part. Um, you know, obviously we're in high school, and, and Andy was tough, but – like, he also liked to have fun mm-hmm. and he had a good sense of humor and all, all those different things. And, um, you know, um, with Bill, it's, you know, you can have fun, but you better play well. You know, and so it's like, all right, well, I better be on my stuff. I better, be, you know, yeah. there's, there's a, you yeah, know, it should be, you know, it's, it's the pros. So, you got really to enjoy
1: it at the you same know, time. You yeah.
0: know, but at the same time, you'd, you'd like to, Yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. It, it's still a game. Yeah. And it, to have fun and, and enjoying it.
1: Yeah. Finishing up then, obviously, I mean, the main reason I'm here is obviously talk about the foundation that, that i am you know been honored to be on and, and talk about and meet the people and, and see the impact that you've had for a few years. Tell me about kind of like where the idea for the foundation comes from and, and kind of why and when it started.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, it was early on in my career. I want to say, like, 05, 06, or whatever. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law were both teachers at the time. Um, and um, uh, talking with them and all the kids with, uh, you know, free lunches and, mm-hmm. you know, that how bad it is and and um, and also thinking back of, you know, like we talked about before with, you know, how many athletes are out there and just getting the opportunity, the equipment, the you know, uh, having uh, something to shoot for mm-hmm. and uh, with us putting in these weight rooms and, you know, finding coaches that are very really invested into the players and their program and and um, giving them something to, hey, we got this weight room, all right, this summer, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to meet up here at this time and, you know, we're, we're going to get better and we're going to build a camaraderie and we're going to, you know... Uh, I think it teaches discipline. I think it you know it gets kids up in the morning and yeah. you know get them going and all these kids are are going working out and then going to a job and you know sitting there waking up doing the same thing but I, I think it just kind of keeps them on the state straight and narrow and and forms a, that routine and that discipline as opposed to what else are they doing you right. know uh, all summer long are they? They just have a job and just kind of hanging out and getting into trouble and yeah. doing all these things? Or is there a goal in place that they'd like to get to at some point and, and trying to give those different avenues for um, these kids to, to, to have that opportunity if they want it? But they got to want it.
1: That, very true. And to that, I mean, just seeing the impact. And, and I mean, we, some of the schools we went to this year, you know, it was as simple as like having enough pads and mm-hmm. helmets and like basic things right that right. like stop these kids from coming in and like you said building camaraderie and and building a team atmosphere and giving them something to play for and something that they really enjoy doing right, right? and and yep. also maintaining their health you know i think at knee braces was a big one this year i think we gave out a lot of knee braces and and just things that also prevent future injury right because right. these kids yeah. you know they're, they're obviously you know they got full of energy right but they're not doing anything to protect themselves because right. as we all do when you're kids we think yeah. we're invincible yeah right and you, they don't think you yeah. know i'm playing a full contact sport yeah. i might break an acl and that's going right. to ruin my future college chances or whatever it is but right um you know and then yeah. you go as far as like i said you have the seven on seven camp which i mean people come out to watch that cuz it is right. amazing right right uh, It's you know, it's not not just obviously it's a great you know reason to come out and, and a great thing to support but even just to come out and watch how good these kids are right yeah. with very little direction
0: oh no they there's so really much there. there's there's tons of talent everywhere yeah you know there really is and and it's a good chance to even kind of talk to the kids so you know i think it's the first thing i'd say to them is you know how many guys want to play college ball And it's like, so I got a lot of friends that are college coaches and everything else. What do you think is the first thing they look at whenever they come to your school to visit you or talk to coaches or whatever it is? And it's like, I don't know, film, you know, like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, your grades. Like, if you don't make grades, like, you can't go to school. They won't like, yeah, they'll like you, but. If you can't get into the school, like, how are you going to – oh, they'll find – like, no. No. Like, you'd have to be a very, very elite type of player for them to take a chance like that Mm -hmm. because you you got to be able to make your grades to kind of move on to the next level. Yeah. And and really, like, doing that serves you so so much better because, all right, well, I know this is the task at place, all right well i'm going to do this and now they do that and they realize they can do it and they build confidence and it's you know it's uh, there's so much things with young people getting discouraged or thinking that you know that that dream's not going to be there and it actually is yeah but you you gotta you gotta go get it and and you know nobody's gonna do it for you yeah you know but here's a weight room Here's jerseys, here's knee mm-hmm. break, here's whatever, what's holding you back now? Right. You, yeah, have, you no have no excuses. excuses. Yeah. And so now it's on you. hmm And so the, the guys that, you know, buy into it and they take pride in it and they, yeah. you know, want to do something with it, they got a chance.
1: hmm yeah. For people listening, the website for the foundation is WestWelk at foundation.org. I'll put that in the description. You can go there and see the impact and uh, if you want to give to it. Um, there's plenty of ways to give to it. And we have the we have golf tournament Monday, which yeah. I'm looking forward to. Weather's well, going to be great. Um, Cuba does a great job of, of putting that on. I'm excited to be out there for that. Um, I'm sure you are. You get a chance to actually play a bit of golf. Oh, absolutely! Because <laughs> sure uh, I played time with too. my dad
0: yesterday, and yeah. uh, you know, I actually played pretty well. So I'm ready to go light up the golf course a little bit. Yes,
1: we'll definitely have some fun out there. I'm no looking doubt. forward to being out there, and um, you know, it, it's it's fun, and it? it's always fun to to give back and fun to raise raise money because you know you directly see the impact, right? right. You know, you meet these kids face to face, and you have real conversations with these kids, and um, you know regardless if they don't go on to play in the league, you're helping them be better human beings in general, right? right. Like the, 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 the no people who reach the league is the, is the you know, it's very, very small percentage, but if we can enrich the lives of young kids and give them an opportunity and maybe pay for their college through a, through a football scholarship and they go on to be, you know, business leaders in the community, then then the, the job of the foundation has been done right, isn't it? So. 100%. Hundred percent. It's awesome to watch, but mate, I really appreciate you coming down. Uh, Pleasure. I think one of the big lessons that we've learned today for people listening is just take it day by day, hone in on your craft. Don't worry about the long game; it'll take care of itself. And if you can focus on the day, doing each task and every you know growing every day, then the rest will take care of itself
0: absolutely so,
1: absolutely for people listening, doing it yeah for people listening how can they i mean follow you reach out what i mean obviously the website i'll put to the foundation but is there any other way that if someone's listening that's getting into coaching wants to get involved like what's the best way to reach out
0: um you know what that's a great question i mean i have a twitter i mean i'm not a big social media guy <laughs> though you yeah. know um you know i i I, I, I think that my best advice is, is, is really um, getting invested somewhere that where you feel like you can make an impact. Okay. And, and wherever that is, you know, whether it's high school level or um, college level, yeah. different things like that. Yeah. I think persistence with um, people is a good thing. And I, I know it's a hard thing for guys to do, but, you know, a person who's very persistent and wants to do something – Um, I think they'll, I think they'll relish the opportunity to, uh, you know, once, once they do get that op, um, and and it's not going to happen overnight, you know, um, you know, for me, it was, you know, I had 12 years in the league, so I had so many relationships and a background and knew a lot of people and different things like that where it made it easier. Um, You know, it's not that easy for a lot of people. Right. Um, You know, Mike McDaniel, our head coach, you know, he's, you know, from the ground up since he was like 23 years old, starting in a video department and able to kind of build himself up to, you know, when he gets his opportunity, he's going to take advantage of it. And he started getting, you know, opportunities and continued to learn and get better and all those different things. And now he's a head coach, but the person, person that's persistent at trying to get into that situation. Yeah. It's probably a person who's going to be very persistent at their job. Yeah. And so I, I think, um, you know, that's, that's one thing to kind of take away from it.
1: Definitely. Well, again, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Excited for the golf tournament on Monday. Like I said, the weather looks amazing. So let's go out there, raise some money. And then we have uh, an auction after it too, right?
0: We do. Which is going to be
1: a chicken pickle, I think.
0: Yes. Excited for that.
1: So again, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. For people listening, I'll put the link to the website. You can go check that out and see the amazing things that the foundation is doing. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF.
0: Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, Follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.